Welcome to Conscious Conversations, a podcast where we dive deep to uncover our true potential and meaning to live a life of abundance, passion and purpose. Hi, I'm your host Vikas Aurora. Hi everyone, welcome to Conscious Conversations with Vikas Aurora. I am so grateful to have um, a fellow flow enthusiast but more so a guru in the in there from in the friendship dev um who has through years of meditation practice and devotion to his craft his passion has guided visionary entrepreneurs on how to access their own unique flow states which will hopefully share a little bit of that with you today and by one becoming aware of the stories playing in the mind and two, getting in touch with their center and three, finding their true vision of what they wish to create. I'm hoping that, you know, we can leave something with you today. And I'm going to ask Subdev at the end to also share a little bit, a little announcement, which uh, I'm hoping those listeners out there, no matter if it's all of you or just the one of you, is actually going to reach out and take take stance. So uh, Subdev, welcome. We've been trying to do this for so long, right? <laughs> I know it's been it's been a while. Really happy to be here. Happy we managed to get this to work. Totally, totally. And and you know, I know that you're 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 based in Canada. And you know, for those of you that 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 for those people that have seen you on Instagram, they'll always find you with na- amongst nature, either by the water or by Mother Nature, amongst the the abundance of trees, or just meditating in the hills. <laughs> well, that's what it is. And I, I take my sessions while I'm in nature. I do my calls while I wander around. And I find that every time you step into nature, you always get a different perspective and a different look. So whenever we're conjuring new ideas, we're working on new visions, I find nature is the best place to go because perspective is different every single moment in those types of spaces. So uh, I immerse myself into nature and then it really helps me show up at my best capacity for my clients. Amazing. Amazing. And I think, you know, if we think about what's happened over the last two to three years, the, uh, what, what I called um, the great refresh mm. or the reframe for many of us, um, it, it, it has made us more appreciative of, the finer things in life because we've had to step away from you know in in, in our in our culture now hindi in, in, in india they, we call it more maya the materialistic pull of you know the hustle and bustle of everyday life mm. we've you know, i've seen so many people who have begun to appreciate just the simplicity of having wildlife and greenery in their backyard let alone the abundance that is out there in the world um, and I think that's that's made us more appreciative. But I think what it hasn't done is allowed people to realize what that actually that's a connection to flow. That's nature's first indication of flow. I remember the conversation you and I had recently. You were walking through uh, what was just you know an orchard of, of, of pine trees. It was beautiful, and and you literally held your phone up and said, "Because that's flow." And it was just the wave, just the the breeze flowing through the leaves and. And that was so magical for me. I mean, give give everyone an idea that hasn't had the fortune of following you on Instagram or Facebook or or, or hearing you speak of, mm. in your mind, I, we've all read Ikigai, we know there are gurus out there, but, you know, in your mind, in your thought process, what is, when can someone find themselves in a state of flow? Mm. 
love this question. I find that when you are no longer attached to sort of an outcome or when you're not attached to a desire or a want, but you're more so just really here in the now, then you'll find yourself in the deepest state of flow. But ultimately, it really comes from the heart. You know, when we open the heart to this moment as it is, exactly as it is, then we start moving into the flow from a space of pure presence. You're responding to the reality. You're not reacting to it. And for me, it, it really began while I was making music or shooting photos. Those are my passions uh, growing up when I around 20 to about 28 or so. I was devoted to just music and photography. And uh, every time I would just get into the zone, my time would fly. Mm. I'm just loving what I'm doing. And at the end of it, it's like, there's, there's a quote from Alan Watts where he goes, you know, life is sort of like a piece of music. If, if everyone just wanted to get straight to the end, well, most tracks would finish pretty quickly. It, it would be about who can finish the song the fastest, right? But when we listen to a piece of music, it's the journey that the song takes us through. It's the vibration that, you know, we follow and we respond to and we allow that to guide us and inspire us. So for me, that, that's really what the flow state is about. It's about being inspired by something that goes beyond uh, who we think we need to be. And yeah. it more so reconnects us with who we are, really just present here and now, you know? That's amazing. That's amazing. So, so, so when you're working with entrepreneurs who are so fixated on an end result, a desire, um, be it to, you know, um, fulfill the, the, you know, the demands of their shareholders or the demands of the market, or, you know, those, those high impact ind individuals that are there focused on purely hitting a quota. Mm -hmm. How do you, work with them to actually find flow that helps them still to fulfill that but in a more natural state it's mm, a great question so the first step is we really just come back to this moment here now that's the first thing so when i talk about reclaiming the center it's really just all right well this is what it is right this is where you are and there was something I learned from even one of my own mentors when we began, where he told me, he was like, if you were to call an Uber and you put in a destination, but Uber doesn't know where to pick you up. So if you don't know where you are, you can't get anywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the first thing I tell people is whether they're stressed, whether they're excited, whether they're passionate, whether they're, it doesn't matter whatever state that they're feeling about their end result. Let's just get clear with where you are right now. And then from that place, from that place, we get to respond to the challenges, respond to the situations, the circumstances. And oftentimes, work-related situations is really just a extension of what's going on within a person. So the first thing is we identify the inner mechanics of an individual, how they are responding to their day-to-day -day reality. What stories are they shaping about themselves? What's going on in their subconscious mind? And then we work our way to that end result, to that goal uh, that they want to achieve. But the goal itself isn't the focus. The focus is on where is my energy in this moment? Yes. Yes. It's brilliant. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. I love that. And 
I mean, in, 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 with, with that in mind, if, um, if there was a very simple exercise that you could give our listeners today or our viewers today as to, you know, how at a very simplistic level, if they wanted to achieve a simple state of flow, what could they do? And I mean, that would be like, you know, the, 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 the kind of springboard from which they'll start because flow, yeah. some people could, could dive deep into it and think, actually, I can't do this. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so the first thing we would want to do is anchor oneself to the moment. And the way you can do that is by using our senses. So just mm -hmm. listening to the environment, just as it is. And then taking a breath. And that brings us right into the flow right away. And then from here, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're an artist or a visionary, you already have a set of skills that you've developed. And so chances are that if you've spent long enough time working and developing those skills, they're almost natural for you now. But often it's really just the mind or the who we think we need to be that gets in the way of who we are right now, right? So the first thing is really just listen and breathe. Be here, listen and breathe, be with your body. What time is it? What's the date? Where are we right now? And then from there, all right, this is what I got to do. Let's get into it. Let's get into the flow of it now. And then you do one thing and then you do the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And then the process of completing tasks and the process of completing um, the things you got to do to get to where you want to go, that becomes the fun part because you know, chances are, if you're a visionary entrepreneur, you're doing something because you love it, because you feel a deep sense of purpose and fulfillment. Mm. And so I really like to remind people of their why and who they aspire to be. So the simple exercise is first come back here and then remember that you're doing this because you love it. And knowing that life is temporary, might as well enjoy the process while we're going through it, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing you said that. I remember many years ago, um, you know, be before I sort of, you know, touched in, even touched, looked at sort of personal development and self-growth and, and, and sort of, uh, uh, and, and self-awareness, I was, you know, I was, I, you know, you're like a hamster in a hamster mm -hmm. wheel. You're just going around, going, 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 running the rat race, and then bang, there comes a time where you, you hit a brick wall. Um, and, um, now I'm at a state where I know even before the hamster wheel is about to spin out of control, that actually now's the time to step off and just, you know, anchor myself. And so, you know, I think, I think in one of your um, uh, uh, lives a couple of years ago, you shared the, the four by four by six breathing method, which was inhale for hold four but exhale six yeah that's which it. was like you know which you know four seconds four seconds six seconds and doing that four or five times and it's amazing how just doing that wherever you could be standing you know in a crowded metro or in a tube or you know at a bus stop and still do that and get into a state of flow yeah that's and, it and, and no one you know you know you find that people are just constantly on the rat race, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, you know, no one looks up from their phones anymore in the train, you know, no one looks up, they, they don't look at the people around them or even look out the window and see what's around you, which is constantly sort of, you know, ingrained on, you know, this kind of 
I mean, sort of posture wherever we go, rather than just like, you know, sitting back and just, and just letting, you know, just letting that flow, letting just that element of flow encapsulate us. And, and I found it's made a, a huge impact in my life, just doing that wow. one simple exercise. That's brilliant, man, because that tells you then it gives you the space of self-awareness so you can know, because it's true, like we, you are busy sometimes, you're doing things, you have tasks to do, you're communicating with people, and we have to respond to a lot of different stimulus on a day-to-day basis. And with technology now, it's just like we're blasted with so much imagery and sensory things that are coming up. So it's pretty easy to get uh, distracted and taken by all of these things. But like you said, if you just come back to your breath and be here with what's here and forget about everyone else, you know, I don't even, I don't even watch what other people are doing because I don't know what's going on in their reality. I don't know, um, you know, people on their phones or whatever they're doing, we don't know what their real life is like from Mm -hmm. the inside. You know, we only know our own true experience of how we're experiencing it inside. So another practice I did recently is I'm just going to, it's none of my business. You know, I I don't know how they're doing. I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to try to perceive them like this or that. If they're going to talk to me, cool. I'll I'll respond to them then when they come into my field. Um, But everyone is different in that sense. Some people are more intense. So they require intensity. They require a lot of stimulation. And for individuals like that, I tell them like, go intense. Like you want to be busy. You want to get immersed into your activities. So don't hold yourself back. Maybe these breathing exercises for those types of people is a hindrance to their actual natural flow state, right? Yes. Everyone, everyone plays a specific role and everything is needed. If everyone was always really chill and laid back, you know, like, let's say like you and I are, well, things wouldn't really get done in a specific manner, you know? So we need both. We need all of those spectrums Mm. and they're all interplaying with one another. And a philosophy that I like to live by is just, it's harmonization. How can you harmonize something that is more slow, more fluid, more kind of anchored and rooted in the moment versus something that's more planned and uh, methodical and strategic? You know, it's, it's both elements coming together. And that's where you'll really find a powerful flow state because both elements are now working in tandem versus you trying to go from one to the other, which is still sort of a separation. That's amazing. That's amazing. But that wasn't always the case for you, was it, Sikdev? I mean, no. you, 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 you still led a very vibrant youth, you know, you, you know teenage yeah. years, as we all do. But, you know, you partied, you, you know, did college, did everything. You, you, you had fun. You enjoyed your life like mm-hmm. every other teenager does. Yeah. But that came to a standstill at one point, didn't it? You had a very, very close shave. Can you share that with us? Because that's where your journey really started, right? I mean, yeah, it's I think when I when I first turned 20 or so, I realized I had a lot of anxiety, I had a lot of stress. And I was like, what is all of this stuff? And um i just started to meditate i didn't even really it was actually my my mom who was like oh you should take up meditation try this and uh i think it was uh, it was like a deepak chopra guided meditation that i did and he had this exercise where he described bringing your attention to the space in between your thoughts 
Hmm. And so I just took that up as a practice. It's like every morning I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this meditation thing and just sit in this empty space. And then slowly but surely, I really started to create room inside of myself. And so it was like a practice, you know what I mean? It was, I'm going to go meditate and then I'm going to go do, you know, everything that's without going yeah. to work. I'll do my job. And, uh, <laughs> I'll go be a, I'll be a citizen. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then after that, about when I turned around 28, I had a, um, like a near death experience that uh, really just shook me up and woke me up in a whole other level. And that's when I really started to integrate this meditative state with my way of life, with my way of being, hmm. um, because it showed me how well, essentially I was driving and I, uh, I couldn't breathe. I was having a peanut allergy and I was trying to drive myself to the hospital. And as I was driving, I remembered this moment where everything went into slow motion and I could have this sensation of death sitting right next to me. And uh, he was like, well, death was like, you can either pull over and don't worry about it, or you keep going and don't worry about it. And uh, either I way, don't going. worry about it. That's either it. way, don't worry That's about it. it. <laughs> and yeah. either way, it's a choice, you know, it's yeah. a choice. It was just a choice. Brilliant. And it was like, it doesn't even matter, like any obstacles or whatever that's in my way between what I want to achieve or where I want to go. It doesn't even matter. It's just, just go choose it if you want that. You know, and I, I wanted to keep living. So I chose that. And it was just a choice. And I just kept going and I got there. And that really, like, it, it was so simple. It was so simple. It doesn't, it doesn't matter about any of these self-development things. I started mm -hmm. to realize it was really, it's really now. Like, what am I choosing now? What am I doing with my energy now? And, uh, yeah, we have things that are from the past. Maybe they pull us back or certain belief patterns, et cetera. But if you just look at it, if you just give it conscious awareness, then it fades away. Um, and that too is a choice, right? Deciding you're going to look at it and no longer do those habits or no longer uh, practice some of the older things that we've become accustomed to be doing. Uh, that's what makes the biggest difference. So that's what really shifted things for me was that moment. And I really became sensitive to energy. I could really just sense it. Like I'm here now, if I'm all the way present and you really listen, really, really listen, then um, everything becomes, it becomes revealed to you in a way. And nice. also just, I don't know, you know, being okay with not knowing, I don't know everything. You know, I don't think. It, <laughs> I that's think that's the biggest it. problem, right? I think yeah. the biggest problem is that we, we all feel that, we need to know everything. We need to know sort of A to Z. We need to know what's happening behind us, to the left, to the right, above, beyond, ahead. And the problem is we get so fixated on that that we forget <laughs> this point here, where we are now, who we are, what we stand for, the moment. Yes. Because we're so concerned with what's he doing? What's she doing? Why is he wearing that? What's he driving? Where is he living? Where is she going? Why are they doing? You know, whereas what am I meant to be doing? Who yeah. am I going to be of service to? How can I make a difference? How can I better my life? Precisely, you got it. And, and it's not even necessarily bettering your life, but more what is most in resonance for you with how you want to live your life? You know what I mean? Because ultimately, even bettering it is like, you know, we don't have control over everything. You can't really go up there and change the weather today and 
we're not controlling our lungs or our bodies or our organs like it's yeah. doing everything for us you know yeah yeah and and that that leads so nicely on to um and there's something you said last time is about you know um being the star of your movie rather than being the spectator in the crowd you know uh, i i like i like the you know be 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 the author of your book not the narrator mm. um and so many of us tend to find that just narrating or being the spectator is enough like seeing our eyes seeing our lives through other people's eyes well really that's not the right way to live is it well i, I don't know if it's if it's right or wrong if we look at it from that perspective it's more sometimes we do need to observe and learn you know, if, if let's say you have a, a car issue and you have no idea, you don't know anything about mechanics. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> right. Or um, it's, it's totally okay if we don't know certain things. So we have to observe and learn from yeah. others. Right. So I think it's a balance for me. It's, it's a balanced approach between, all right, I have control of this. I want to learn this. So I, I want to go in this direction. And then humbling myself and being like, all right, uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. I need, I need support in this situation. And then reaching out for that support when it's available. And also having healthy models. You know, we all have uh, versions of ourselves that we aspire to be. Mm. And aspiration is important because it gives us a sense of direction and a sense of how can I become better? And just going towards being better, it it's not necessarily that you're not enough in this moment, but it's more like you want to stretch yourself, stretch your capacities, maybe stretch your own self-awareness when you go through challenges. So I find when you make yourself the star of the movie, you do stretch yourself because you're focused in, in your own vessel. You're focused in your own realm yeah. of possibilities, right? Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Um, now, I know that um, one of the things that that you take a lot of time out for yourself and what you coach a lot of people on is, and I think it's, you know, personally, I think it started from the day your mom said meditation. And, mm -hmm. and I know that Deepak Chopra meditation you do, one of the key things he talks about is inner peace. And it's finding that that place within you where you can go and place yourself which is the inner peace and inner, inner state. Now, for some people, it's like, you know, I've done this, I've got inner peace, like it's a step. But it's not really, is it? It's a journey. Inner peace is not a single step. It's an actual journey in itself. That's how, it. how was your journey? Wow. Well, I think for me, it was really, it was humbling. It was humbling. I think for me, it was, I, I really wanted, like I was ambitious. Ambition was my driving force. And I wanted uh, material things. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be heard. And ultimately, it was coming from deeper insecurity and whatnot. So for me, the journey was just going through the layers and the layers and the layers and the layers and realizing, oh, I'm, I'm trying to do this because I'm trying to fulfill this that's inside. And so finding that inner peace is really about it's, I, I look at it like a, like a plant, you know, you're uprooting certain beliefs you might have about yourself or uprooting certain ways you view yourself. And then as you uproot that, then you're given the opportunity to plant new ones. So, which is new beliefs on how you see yourself, how you see world, how you respond to the reality, et cetera. So this helped me put in new roots, new foundations. And eventually, you know, what happens is, is that foundation is built 
And then, yes, peace becomes your new, um, your new uh, foundation, your new starting point. But to get there, you, there's, a, there's a layering process that needs to happen, you know, because growing up as children, we're curious, we're open, yes. we're joyful, we're, you know, and we're just everything, we're right? Inquisitive. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. We want to, we want to explore. That's we're explorers. It. Exactly. Kids. Yeah. Yeah, so, so my journey was really just being curious about why am I choosing what I'm choosing? Why do I even feel the way that I'm feeling? Mm. And, and what, what is my reality reflecting back to me that perhaps I'm not aware of within myself? Perfect. And usually challenges are the things that give us that uh, insight. Yeah. And, and did you find that? I mean, I found personally in my journey, which... Um, I, I personally feel will continue for 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 as long as I'm I'm alive and and and, and I'm happy for that. But mm. one of the things that that in in my in the earlier stage of my journey towards inner peace, and and I haven't I haven't you know fully encapsulated it, but I know I'm there. I know I'm getting there. But one of the things that that I used to struggle with was my inner voice, mm. and um, I know that that you've got some strategies around how people can manage their inner voice make it their friend rather than their foe whereas for some it definitely you know they definitely treat their inner voice as their foe I mean what what guidance would you give someone that's struggling with you know controlling their inner voice or completely negating their inner voice because it can be a voice of reason yeah true I something that helped me with that part was building a relationship with your nervous system because when you feel fear or you feel kind of an anxious state you're probably in the red or yellow zone um, red zone is basically you're shutting down you can't deal with the reality you've just given up right and so the mm-hmm. nervous system shuts down and it's like we give up yellow is saying all right okay we're in a situation i feel a little anxious i need to figure something out right but then going to the green zone green zone is your present it's safe you're okay. So then the dialogue within yourself is going to reflect your nervous system, essentially. So the more you can be aware of your fluctuations and how your environments are impacting you, then the dialogue you have with yourself will, will reveal to you what situations are meant for you and what situations probably aren't, what people are good for you, what people probably aren't. And so developing a relationship with how your body is responding to the moment in different Uh, situations and circumstances will ultimately develop your relationship you have with your own inner voice and your own inner dialogue because ultimately that voice is really just trying to protect you it's just trying to figure things out with you so become aware of it develop a strong relationship with it and then you'll know because even if it's bashing you or it's not kind thoughts come from emotions essentially so Mm. So it's just identifying, I I look at it as energy. I try to give them colors. So in my time, if I had, let's say a lot of shame or guilt about something, I would close my eyes and I would visualize the energy of the emotion outside of my body because I'd recognize that I am not my emotion. Emotion is passing like a cloud, but I'm the the sky, you know, our awareness is boundless, it's endless. So I would let the emotion come up and I would look at it outside of myself. And I'm like, what color is this emotion? And this is usually what I guide my people through as well. It's like, what color is it? Just give it a color, give it a vibe. What, 
you don't have to associate with it. Don't attach yourself to it. It's just, that's just what it is. Accept it as it is. And from there, you give it the time, the space uh, to actually reveal itself. And then it leaves, you know, and that's, that's kind of the, the journey I would take. If, if you're struggling with inner voice, it's really one nervous system and two, uh, become aware of your emotional state because if the voices are coming up, it's an opportunity to master your emotion. So one of the things that I know you've done recently is, and the timing is so perfect, is you're about to launch a new program, which, mm-hmm. um, and it's great because you're giving people the option of three months, six months, or a year to actually dive deep into how can they thrive as an individual? How can they find their inner flow? How can they uncover negative beliefs and replace them with a more positive belief mentality and, 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 and really kind of embrace the vision of themselves, of who they want to be and like step out of themselves and see themselves. I mean, I, I love that, you know, looking through the program, I, I loved it. Um, I'd love for you to share more about the program because it sounds, it's, it, yeah, I, you know, I was, I, was, I was reading it and I was getting, getting tingly all over, like, you know, whether it's a three month, six month, 12 month, they're all, I mean, all three are so great. And it's Thank a journey. You. People can start the three and then decide, actually, I want to extend it to six. Actually, I want to extend it to 12. That What I love about it is this flow within that <laughs> itself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, thank you, man. It's, it's, it's really exciting because for me, this uh, offering is something that is probably about six or seven years now in the making. When I first started doing these sessions, it was simply one-to-one energy sessions, just helping people shift their energy. Then it turned into these, you know, three session containers, and then it became a three month thing. Now I got a three month, six month, 12 month thing, you know, and I've just been following, I've been following my own intuitive nudges, my own intuitive inspiration, my own visions, and it's, it's led to this now. So basically it's broken down into three categories. Three months is to find your vision. Six months is to create your vision and 12 months is to grow your vision. And what we do is, is we really get recentered. We come back to the moment and anchor ourselves into a state of being that feels the best for us on an individual basis. And like I said earlier, if you're intense, then you're intense. If you're more chill, you're chill, but just know which one you are and be there. Mm. <laughs> so we start there. And that's what the three month is, is to really, really get in touch with the deeper recesses of your being get in touch with what really truthfully lights you up and honestly lights you up. And then from there, we can start to implement some strategies on how you can begin to build it, who you want to speak to, who you want to serve, where you want to serve, how you want to live your life, what is the lifestyle you wish to live, uh, and then building your work around the lifestyle you wish to live versus having work and then you have life. And then, you know, yes, we create a a harmonious system between your relationships with all aspects of your life. And then from there, six months, it's like, okay, now you're in that harmonious space. Now let's get getting creative. Let's get creative and have fun with what you want to create. Start to enjoy the moments you have with your people or the people you want to serve. Understand the challenges that are coming your way and see how you're responding to those challenges. And then the 12 months is like, we bring others in, you know, I bring other teachers who can come in and help guide with other uh, 
areas, whether it's business, whether it's if you're requiring investment or if you want to you know, deepen your own practice and work with other practitioners, et cetera, I bring other people into the mix too. So it's really full scale. We match it all. <clears throat> and it's for people who want to, uh, are passionate about creating something new and, and they want to show up in the world feeling fulfilled and um, just, just stepping into their own leadership, essentially. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, uh, I mean, for those of you that are inspired by that listening today, um, reach out to Sukhdev on, on Instagram. You can find him even if you just type in S-O-O-K-Z, Sukhs, you'll find him there, or Sukhdev Benning. Um, Sukhdev, thank you so much. It's been amazing. It's been am- amazing just, just finding the space and finding our own state of flow. Yeah, exactly. In a short space of time. Um, I like to end with a few questions. Um, sure, so, um, you know, keep them as brief or as detailed as you want. I leave that up to you. There's no kind of, it's not like a fast, fast round of questions. Um, so uh, if you were not doing what you're doing now, what would you have done? Oh man. I mean, because this is all I've been, I've always just done what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. Like I just always, I love music. I'm going to make music. I won't make money. It's fine. I'll make, I'm going to make music anyways. You know? <laughs> and then uh, photography too. I took that up. It, I think for me, I, in my soul, I feel I'm a creator. I'm an artist. So whether I'm, you know, leading people through journeys, because even for me, that is a creative process yeah. Um, or making music or photography. I'd find something else to maybe be sculpture, maybe it'll be architecture, um, but it would be something in the creation department is something that I would. Amazing. 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 Um, What's the most inspirational piece of advice you've ever received? Oh boy. That's a, wow. The most inspirational piece of advice. Wow. I think there was something I heard recently that, especially in this season of my life, is really hitting the note. But it's basically what you want owns you. And that just brought me back to the moment. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. It's <laughs> from Guy Finley. Another one about of my it. Really that is deep. deep. On the flip side, what's the worst <laughs> piece of advice? <laughs> worst piece of advice, I think. The one that keeps coming up is work extremely hard. <laughs> but... Yeah, but I don't know if that's the worst piece because I do believe in hard work. I, I more believe in passionate work, you know, like you're devoted, like you're into it, you know, yeah. instead of like making yourself suffer to get a result. It's an approach, you know, you can do it. Probably you will get it, but you, it comes at a cost. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, um, so the late and great Bob Proctor says, it's not how hard you work, it's how smart you work. Mm. You can still put the same amount of effort and work the same amount of hours, but there's a difference between working harder and working smarter in that time. Yeah. And, and I love that because it's, it's like, it's basically it's what you said. You know, if you find passion, you enjoy what you're doing, you'll work it smartly. You won't work hard. Whereas 
if all you're doing is is the hustle then you're going to work to the grind and you'll come out thinking you've either achieved something or you've not mm. and i think that the, the worst piece of i work hard work hard work hard i thought well actually what am i going to get from working hard so what do you do you don't <laughs> exactly and then you're just procrastinating right <laughs> exactly exactly oh, who cares i'll get by <laughs> yeah i'll figure it out <laughs> um over the last two and a half years that the whole world has been on a slow re- revolution um what was your favorite dish that you learned over over that pandemic oh my god the dish that i learned i didn't cook at all i, <laughs> I did so much uber eats it was crazy well they all what was a new okay fine what was the the most um inspiring dish or dish that you thought oh i've never tried that oh, before i'll try there was a I think I went to a restaurant one time. It was like a it was a salmon dish with um Yes, it was like a salmon dish, a vegan salmon dish and it had these unique vegetables and they had they sauteed it in it. Like me with food is like I mean I don't know what I'm doing with food. <laughs> so even you ask him I don't even know what I ate, you know. <laughs> but it was a really good dish. <laughs> Perfect. That's fine. That's fine. Salmon. We know now. So anyone taking something out for dinner, make sure it's salmon. Um, (laughs) And finally, what's your biggest vice? Oh boy. My biggest vice. I think uh, there was a time where marijuana was definitely a big part of my life. (laughs) Being a part of many people's lives. Exactly. I'm grateful some, for it. Someone so, admitted because... some work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's probably been the biggest one. I mean, I use it, you know, mostly for creative purposes, etc. But that has been something that's been in my life for since I was a teenager. <laughs> well, that's great to know. Salmon yeah. and marijuana. There you go. <laughs> two things together. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, so there, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an absolute delight. Um, I'm so excited for the new program, which launches in early July. Um, please reach out. Please follow Sukhdev on at Sukhs. That's S-O-O-K-Z on Instagram. You'll be blown apart by his uh, creative uh, mixture of art, music, and flow, uh, which comes through in your photography, definitely, and, and your music that, that you know. So, um, so yeah, you. as always, such a pleasure to be connected with you. And I can't wait today when I'm in Canada next year and we can meet face to face. Or yes, if you're great. in London, you have to hook me, hook up. We will I'll, definitely get together. I'm definitely going to come out there. Thank you for the space and, and doing what you're doing and, and hosting these podcasts and conversations. It, it was an absolute pleasure for me too for me to have an amazing day have an amazing day thank you everyone for listening thank you everyone for joining till next time thank you for joining today's episode if you'd like to contact me then you can message me and follow me on instagram at vcas aurora one so until we meet again and as always i hope you truly have an abundant day and i will see you soon on conscious conversations